Roger, you have a new CD coming out and that's been launched on the 9th of March. Tell me about that CD and the, the work behind it. Okay, well, um, I, I remember you interviewed me many, many years ago about what my plans were now that I, I, I was finishing some large project at the time, probably the Passades. And you said to me, okay, what's on the horizon? Have you any plans? And I said at the time, five or six years ago, uh, one day I would like to do something with the phone answering machine messages I kept when I lived in a flat in Merrion Square in the 1980s. And uh, those messages were left, uh, yeah, late 1980s, so 24, 25 years ago. And the time finally came for me to uh, gingerly uh, dig them out and listen to them all. Now, there's 12 hours of stuff, so, you know, a lot of it is just interesting to me and nobody else. So so I had to start sifting through them and uh, choosing ones which would mean something uh, uh, and not not and not be self-obsessed and something which would hugely entertain me and bore everybody else to bits. So I've chosen delicately about 10 of them and I've composed music around some of them. Uh, well, I've composed music around about 10 of them. Um, and it's very poignant because uh, as the years pass by, uh, as, uh, as a greater distance elapses between the message being left and, and uh, hearing it on a CD today, um, the poignancy increases because some of the people are, are no longer alive. For instance, my parents, there's messages from them. Um, and um, I was good friends with Jonathan Philbin Bowman in those days. He's on it, leaving an absolutely beautiful, wonderful message. And my son, when he was 10, leaving very funny messages, very touching messages. Um, and one or two sinister ones where I didn't actually know who left the messages, <coughs> uh, but they got on. They got on the CD as well. So it's not sentimental stuff. It's actually uh, it's not sentimentalizing it, but it's actually trying to to, and, and I, you know I think I succeeded trying to make something more than the sum of the parts. You have the you have the answering machine message and you have the piece of music, and then you have this extra thing that comes out of the listening to that of a third thing which uh, hopefully is a stronger thing than the two separate elements um, put together. So that's one side of the, the new CD. It's something I like to be able to live long enough to tick off some of the boxes uh, that I, of, of projects that I wanted to do, you know, and I'm, I am slowly ticking them off. And the, and the other side of the music on this CD is music which seems to come from an imagined ethnic culture. Uh, I'm hugely interested in 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 other in other in the music of other cultures and the fact that our own Shanmo's music, it's wonderfully mysterious where exactly it came from. Um, so the rest of the music on the CD is me imagining other cultures, um, and uh, there's pieces in in unusual time signatures. And I used to be a drummer myself years and years ago so I'm I can do uh, quite good rhythm stuff uh, it's all done uh, played into a, well some of it's acoustic piano and some of it's what's what I, what are software instruments on computers what possessed you to keep those messages at the time because it must have been quite a deliberate mm. decision on your part to do that oh I mean, yeah was was this for you know for histor- historical reasons or did you have 
you know, some project in mind in the future? Or what was your thinking behind that? I used to leave very good outgoing messages on my answering machine, really entertaining ones. And uh, working with technology, I was able to make really unusual sounds and, and sound effects. Uh, so they were hugely entertaining for, for one thing. So, so people would leave really uh, uh, interesting messages. So that's the first thing. And it is true. I remember keeping them thinking one day m maybe I, I, I'll make something out of these. Um, I, I even used to actually partially joke about it. I mean, you can even hear me on one of the messages saying, I'm going to make an LP out of these phone messages. Well, they're kind of like diaries almost, they're like, like audio diaries. They, they really bring you back to Marion Square in the 1980s when you listen to them. The idea of, of you know, inventing your own musical culture, you know, in terms of the, 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 other, the other half of the album, if we, we can call it that way. That's something that, that uh, would I be right in saying, has been present in some of your earlier works. I mean, there's this whole swathes of Babel that's kind of based around that idea. That's true, yes. I, I joke and I sometimes say you can blame it all on Bob Quinn, the filmmaker Bob Quinn, who, who introduced me and the world to the ideas that, that uh, the Irish, are, uh, the influences on Irish culture and trade were most likely from North Africa as, as, as much as from anywhere else. Um, and that really sparked an interest in me. In fact, I've been working recently with an Iranian singer who appears on two tracks on this album and uh, I'm working with him on some newer material now. Um, and I felt, yeah, I felt within me, I'm part of that uh, uh, f dark foreigner, you know, w without maybe overemphasizing it. My surname means dark foreigner, Doyle, Dovgal. Uh, okay, maybe that's overdoing it, but, but it's certainly sincere when I say that I feel these other cultures inside uh, my musical sensibility. And I think this rich, uh, uh, rich territory to explore with with technology, um, and with with uh, with with musicians from those parts of the world, um, and it's true. It's it's a seam that I've been mining in in, in Babel throughout the nineties, and uh, and uh, something that probably will always uh, be with me. It's something I'm r really interested in. What are your thoughts around you know the the you know the current state of recorded music and you know because you're 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 one of the few composers that have had that's seen it all really you know you press your own lps and in, in the late 70s you know you produce your cds long before anybody else was producing cds and you're continuing to do that now today you know in terms of how the the, the kind of industry or how you know music has, has changed and uh, you know as as to how it's disseminated what, what are your kind of views around that are you are you kind of optimistic or hopeful um, no, I'm not that optimistic. Uh, one keeps composing uh, uh, just to stop going mad, I suppose. Uh, there's no reason to, to compose music, and, and I often say it's, it's the most enjoyable waste of time there is. Uh, so it is quite depressing, really. Um, okay, the, the physical CDs seem to be fizzling out and it's, it's downloads, and that's where I hope uh, Psychonavigation Records will be able to to get some sort of income stream from these uh, digital sites worldwide. Um, but as far as earning any money or getting royalties, uh, like we won't make any money out of this. <coughs> uh, it, it's shoestring stuff still, which, which is a bit sad. Uh, uh, 
for for um, well for any artist. I don't want to single myself out, but for any artist who's been going for so long and has such a large output, to still be doing shoestring stuff uh, is a bit sad. Uh, so no, I'm not that optimistic to tell you the truth. But but I I, I can't stop uh, composing. I think that would be uh, that would lead to uh, a, a complete cessation of interest uh, and activity. If I stopped composing, um, uh, there would be no new CD, there would be no flurry. You know, my, my, my forehead uh, raises above the parapet every now and then, or my forehead and my eyes, and uh, <laughs> there's Roger again, new CD. Then I slip down again to, to, uh, to uh, obscurity once more. So... That wouldn't happen if I stopped composing. So, uh, you know, I just keep doing it. Well, and and uh, it uh, sort of fills my life with a, with a sort of sense of meaning. Mm. And on that very point, you know, you, you, you seem to work, I mean, as, as long as I've been talking to you and as I've known you, you seem to be working very much on, on the kind of grand project and you seem to sort of plot you know, out, you know, sp- specific projects that, that kind of, keep you very busy for a couple of years and then and then it, it, it culminates in a CD and then you move on to the next one. What what else do you have coming up? Actually, you just reminded me of something else I wanted to say about this CD. Every track is related to every other track. Uh, I got one, one negative review recently in Holland where they said, I, I, I can't get this. There's the telephone messages and then there's all this world music stuff. Why doesn't he just dump one of them and keep the other? Uh, they're actually related there's thematic, uh, there's, there's actually melodies appear all over the place in nearly all of these tracks that are the same melody hidden in, all, uh, in different pieces and the same chord changes. So uh, it's actually, although it's it's one CD with 13 tracks on it, to my mind, it is uh, the larger project and makes only total sense once you get to the end of the CD that it will have a, a sense of wholeness. Um, that's the way I've designed it. It, it all links up. Um, but what's next? Uh, I, I have I have ideas. I mean, you know, I'm a big fan of science fiction, and I'm working with some really interesting new software at the moment. Um, <clears throat> and uh, I, I read a little bit of science fiction novels, huge thousand-page things, and those science fiction novels have gotten to be called space operas for some reason. That's what they call them, space operas. Um, so I'm, I'm working with this Iranian singer at the moment and I'm feeding him into some of this software. <laughs> and uh, there's a space opera starting there somewhere, I think, uh, maybe, I don't know. You heard it here first. <laughs> Thanks, Roger.